الحمد لله وكفى والصلاة والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى أما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم إن الذين قالوا ربنا الله ثم استقاموا تتنزل عليهم الملائكة ألا تخافوا ولا تحزنوا ألا تخافوا ولا تحزنوا وأبشروا بالجنة التي كنتم توعدون قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم اتق الله حيثما كنت وأتبع السيئة الحسنة تمحها وخالق الناس بخلق حسن أو كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم Most respected one of my kiram, brothers and elders Allah Ta'ala blessed us with this Mubarak month of Ramadan Whether the moon is sighted tonight Or if it is not sighted tonight In any case we are on the tail end of the Mubarak month We barely have some hours left And this very very great and priceless opportunity that Allah Ta'ala granted us no matter how much somebody may have applied himself we are still nevertheless very deficient and in applying ourselves we are extremely deficient so how much can we even claim we applied ourselves but regardless of all that the very barkat of this month, the greatness of this month was such that it got us involved in some amal. It made us conscious of Allah Ta'ala to some extent. Or the topic of Allah Ta'ala we kept past during the day that itself created a consciousness. Person didn't eat and drink because Allah is watching. And likewise, many sins that people may have been accustomed to, let alone sometimes getting involved in, very much accustomed to prior to Ramadan. But the barkat of the Mubarak month of Ramadan, and those things were forsaken. Alhamdulillah, summa alhamdulillah. All this is purely the grace of Allah Ta'ala. This is the barakat of this Mubarak month of Ramadan. Alhamdulillah, with the tawfiq of Allah Ta'ala, we kept fast, we performed the tarawih salah. Many a person who may not have been very punctual on his salah prior to Ramadan, he became very punctual in this Mubarak month. And let alone the five daily salah, he stood very happily for the 20 rakats of Tarawih as well and other amal that were performed till out of the Quran Sharif. Many a person who may not have been reciting Quran Sharif the whole year round, but Allah's Fadl in the Mubarak month of Ramadan, he made a lot of tilawat, he made zikr, he made dua, he got involved in so many righteous deeds. Allah's Fadl, this is all Allah Ta'ala's grace, his mercy, his kindness, his tawfiq. But now that this Mubarak month is on its last few hours with us and once the Mubarak month has left the big question is that what thereafter so does it mean that after the Mubarak month of Ramadan has gone then the Salah also is gone or the Salah with Jama'ah then is gone the Tilawat of the Quran Sharif then leaves us then the obedience of Allah Ta'ala starts leaving us and the consciousness of Allah Ta'ala is gone and then all the sins and vices that we were restraining ourselves from that all just then opens out again and if that is what awaiting us out there and how we're going to approach the time out there after Ramadan then the purpose of Ramadan has been lost then. the sawab and the reward inshallah will get for whatever amal we perform but the object of Ramadan was to inculcate taqwa taqwa is the consciousness of Allah Ta'ala that we frame the person from all vices and sin everything that is disobedience of Allah Ta'ala the taqwa holds him back. It holds him back from neglecting the do's. His five daily salah, 
and whatever other obligations of deen, taqwa spurs him to make sure that he's completed. And taqwa becomes a barrier between him and sin. Now this was the purpose of the Mubarak month of Ramadan. لَعَلَّكُمْ تَتَّقُونَ So that you may acquire taqwa, you may acquire the consciousness of Allah Ta'ala. Now that is the issue that we have to reflect and check within ourselves. How much of that taqwa has been acquired? How much of this consciousness of Allah Ta'ala has been acquired? Because that is what's now the purpose that we have. We were given this month of Ramadan to boost that iman, boost the taqwa to a point that then the left rest of the 11 months this carries us through. But now if the Mubarak month leaves us and immediately a person starts deciding that he wants to go headlong to all the things he left behind prior to Ramadan, all the vices and sins that he had made toba from. And the example of this is like a person who his car was in a state of total disrepair, badly damaged, not working, and he sent it to the workshop. And for one month it was worked upon, for one month so much of effort was made upon it, it was now repaired, the engine now is in running order, The all the dents and scratches and everything has been removed and repainted, that smashed windscreen has been replaced and the lights were not working, that has been sorted out, everything has now been made as good as new. Now one month this whole process took place of fixing and sorting the vehicle out, and then the day it comes out, the first thing he does is he takes one nail and he starts scratching all the paintwork again. And then few hours later he takes one brick and he smashes the windscreen. And then he decides to go and deliberately knock it into one wall. So now anybody who sees him doing all this, sees something is seriously wrong with this person. For one month, so much of effort was made on this vehicle to repay it, to sort out all the problems, to remove all the dents, to remove all the statues, and whatever else was done to repay it. And now barely one day has passed and he's already damaged with so much. And now he's already, one week later, he's not even now capable of being driven. Anybody regards this as an extremely foolish thing. See, but this just doesn't, this cannot be making any logical sense that a person treats this in this manner. So our material possession, nobody ever does that. The material possession, we look after. And especially we've make it, made some effort and taken some extra steps to sort something out. So now everybody is warned now that look this car has come now, it's repaired, so please make sure it's driven carefully and please make sure that you don't now park it somewhere that it'll get scratched. All the care is taken to look after it. Allah Ta'ala provided us this Mubarak month of Ramadan. This was a spiritual workshop and in the spiritual workshop of one month, Allah Ta'ala gave us the opportunity to fix the engine of the heart, to fix the headlights of the eyes, that it mustn't now look at haram, to put the brakes on the tongue, that brake lining that had all worn out, and whatever else happened, and the tongue was gone loose, and talking anything and everything, indulging in rebirth, in lying, in vulgarity, in obscenity, so now it put the brakes and the brake lining in place again, and put the brakes on the tongue, and likewise, in general, it put the person into a mode of consciousness of Allah Ta'ala. That I am the servant of Allah Ta'ala. I am the slave of Allah Ta'ala. Allah is my creator. Allah is my sustainer. I have to devote myself to Allah Ta'ala's obedience. And malakul maut could come any time for me. And I will have to stand in front of Allah Ta'ala on the day of Qiyamah and give an account of my deeds. And before that, I have to face the questioning of the grave. So I need to be prepared for that. I need to live in obedience of Allah Ta'ala. So that when that moment comes and I am laid in the grave, that grave becomes the garden of Jannah for me. On the day of Qiyamah, I gain the shade of the Arsh of Allah Ta'ala. 
Allah Ta'ala is pleased with me, Allah grants me Jannat without any accountability. Now all this is what we desire, what we hope for, what we aspire for. But that requires now that this spiritual workshop Allah blessed us with in this Mubarak month of Ramadan. And the improvement that Allah Ta'ala made possible out of His grace and mercy. That some extent of consciousness came in our hearts and minds. We became punctual with our Salah. We became punctual on reciting Quran Sharif daily, making the zikr of Allah Ta'ala, staying away from sin. So now the very crucial and important thing is, istiqamat upon the steadfastness, remaining constant and steadfast on the commands of Allah Ta'ala, remaining steadfast in refraining from what Allah has forbidden. That is the most important aspect now. One Sahabi, Sufyan bin Abdullah Saqafi radiallahu ta'ala, he came and asked Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam a question. And the question was a very unique question. The question he came and asked was, that Kulli fil Islami qawlan la as'alu ahadan, la as'alu ahadan ba'dad. Shay'an ba'dad. Nabi of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, tell me something about my deen, that I don't have to ask anybody anything thereafter. Now, deen is such a vast treasure and there's so much in deen and it covers every aspect of life. Now he's saying, tell me something that I don't ever need to ask anybody anything thereafter. Now, how do you encompass the whole of deen? And now this is not that he's going to be sitting here for few years, he's just come to ask for that advice and move on. So he asked, but he asked that personality who Allah had blessed with the mu'jizah and miracle of Jawami'ul Kalim. He asked Sayyidina Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Allah ta'ala had blessed him with numerous mu'jizahs and miracles. And among those miracles was that Allah blessed him with Jawami'ul Kalim, that in a few words he could encompass volumes of knowledge. Let alone volumes of knowledge, in few words, in one line, he could encompass an ocean of knowledge. Nabi Kareem answered the entire, gave the answer in one line. Say Billah, that is the testimony of Iman. Now you, mashallah, have already said this, so now you've claimed Iman. Now after having done this, you've claimed Iman. So now, that must not remain just a claim. That must not, not remain just lip service. That must not just remain on the tongue. Now be steadfast on the amal on that iman. What are the dictates of that iman? Now you live according to that with steadfastness. Steadfastness is that there is a constancy on it. Your five daily salah, it doesn't become four. Because Allah Ta'ala is the same Allah who we worship in Ramadan. And the same Allah is first after Ramadan also. The same Allah gave us a command to fast in the month of Ramadan. And for the same Allah we perform salah throughout the year also. So that five daily salah doesn't become four. Because that four salah is not now keeping up with taqwa, with the obedience of Allah Ta'ala. That takes a person into the, into the category of being involved in fisk, becoming a... Somebody who is defying Allah Ta'ala, somebody who is contradicting Allah Ta'ala's command, who is disobedient to Allah Ta'ala, the five daily salah continue on five daily salah, not anything less. And then together with that, fulfilling the sunnah, the wajib salah, the sunnah, likewise Allah Ta'ala blessed with tawfiq of tilawat in the month of Ramadan, that doesn't become zero now. Yes, maybe in the month of Ramadan because, mashallah, people exert themselves more, the environment is supercharged with spirituality and with the tawfiq of Allah Ta'ala, we spend more time in the masjid. So a person was reciting much more. But after Ramadan, though the, the pace might not be the same, the extent of it might not be the same, 
But the tilawat of the Quran Kareem must continue with constancy throughout the year. There shouldn't be any day in the life of a mu'min that the tilawat stopped. So tilawat every day of the year. Our salah, there's no compromise on that. Allah Ta'ala gave us a tawfiq of making zikr, making istighfar, reciting salawat on Nabiya Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Guru Sharif. These are basic. This is not even anything too much that we can call it extra aside. The daily, we need, we need to be making istighfar daily because of the amount of things that we still get inadvertently caught up in. That is our need to keep cleaning our heart out. We need to make istighfar. We need to connect ourselves to Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam through the medium of reciting Durood Sharif upon him. So that this bond with our Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam keeps building up. And that bond to the extent it will build up, that will bring istiqamat in following his Mubarak footsteps. That will make it possible and that will bring istiqamat, that will create zeal to follow in his Mubarak footsteps, not in the way of his enemies, or embracing the life of the lifestyle of the Yahud and Nasara. Now, this will come to the extent that the person has developed that bond with Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And that requires we remember our Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam daily by reciting abundant Durood Sharif. The bare minimum is at least hundred times a day. And that hundred times a day, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, won't even take three minutes. Do we not even have three minutes to dedicate to Durood Sharif daily? That's the bare minimum. That is now the last bit in the pot now. Just barely now wiping it clean. That is the bare minimum. That bare minimum three minutes, surely we have three minutes to recite Durood Sharif daily. Not some days we do it and some days we don't, we miss it out completely. Daily minimum hundred times Durood Sharif, hundred times istighfar, the recitation of the third kalima, the recitation of other askar and tasbihat. Likewise, time, some dedicated time for dua daily. Time to be given to learning deen, even though if it's, that's not on a daily basis, but sometime daily or, or weekly, that we are learning deen, we are learning more to improve our deen. We learn so much for other things and keep trying to learn about this, that and the other, but to learn how to connect ourselves to Allah Ta'ala, to learn how to improve our akhlaq, how to improve in all the facets of life. So now all this is what's required to bring ourselves onto that istiqamat. And that istiqamat itself is such a crucial aspect. So the istiqamat, the staying on deen with steadfastness, this is the extremely important thing. It's greater than a thousand karamas. Imam Shafi Rahmatullahi was once told that Lais bin Saad Misri Rahmatullahi was a very great faqih. There was a mufti of Egypt in his time. He was a very great imam. He said this is what he's, he's mentioned. What he's mentioned, so you see a person is walking on water. If he's walking on water also, don't become deceived. You first judge him in the light of the Quran and Sunnah. Judge him in the light of the Quran and Sunnah and see if there's istiqamat in his life. If there's istiqamat in his life, then now you regard him as somebody worthy of being followed. Otherwise, if he can walk on water also, doesn't matter. If he's not, his life is not in accordance with the Quran and Sunnah. So now this was related to Imam Shafi Rahmatullahi. Imam Shafi Rahmatullahi replied and said, Lais bin Saad said it inadequately. He said it inadequately. He says it's actually beyond that too. Forget seeing him walking on the water. If you see him flying in the air as well. You see him flying in the air as well, don't count him as anything. Until you have judged him in the light of the Quran and Sunnah. Does he have deen in his life? Does he have the Mubarak Sunnah of Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam? Is there istiqamat in his life? Istiqamat on deen. Istiqamat on deen refers to practicing consistently on the Shariat and Firdat. He's not that he can fly in the air for whatever, however he gained that ability. 
but he's far away from the practices of deen. He's far away from the sunnah of Nabi Kareem sallallahu That is no, no achievement. Achievement is istiqamat on deen. So this is what we are now to focus on. That this Mubarak month of Ramadan goes, it's the month of Ramadan that has gone. It is not deen that has gone. It is not the ahkam of Allah Ta'ala that went away. Only the compulsion of fasting is now no more applicable after Ramadan. That it's not compulsory to fast. But deen is the same deen. The same Allah who we fast and so we worship after Ramadan as well. So why should there now be a different approach to deen that now we become lax? This is the need. And this istiqamat, as mentioned in that hadith, where the Sahabi asked Nabi Sallallahu they tell me about something in deen that I don't need to ask anybody. So Nabi Islam said to him, Qul amantu billah, Now he wanted to know how to achieve this istiqamah. What will keep it safe then? So he asked a further question. And this question was linked to the first. The question then he asked, that what you fear most for me? In other words, now I need to move forward. And now there's a road out there, but there's dangers also. I need to pass, move on that road safely and reach my destination safely. And there's every road, there's some dangers. So what is the danger that I have to be careful about? What do you fear most for me? So فَأَخَذَ بِلِسَانِ نَفْسِهِ فَقَالَ هَذَا Nabi Wasallam held his own Mubarak tongue between his fingers and he said this, watch out for this. If you keep your tongue safe, a lot of your istiqamat will be achieved through this alone. You know, in Hadith Sharif, Nabi Islam himself says, La yastaqimu imanu abdin hatta yastaqimu lisanuhu. That a person's iman will not be strayed until his tongue is not strayed. Wala yastaqimu qalbuhu hatta yastaqimu lisanuhu. His heart will never be able to be properly strayed until he keeps his tongue straight. It's by the tongue that a person loses his whole Ramadan. By getting involved in so many vices of the tongue and ghibat you will start making of somebody or the other, he'll pass on all his rewards of Ramadan to somebody else. The tongue will destroy all the efforts that were made. So now this is the very important aspect of istiqamah. In the Quran Kareem also, Allah Ta'ala highlights this for us. And Allah Ta'ala highlights that those who live their lives with istiqamah, then how will they be received? What will be the Reward of this day. Inna alladheena qalu rabbuna Allah thumma istaqamu Those who made the claim and they said rabbuna Allah They testified to Allah Ta'ala's oneness They accepted Allah Ta'ala as their Rabb They accepted Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam as their Rasul and Messenger And then having come into Iman Having made this claim to Iman Inna alladheena qalu rabbuna Allah thumma istaqamu They then remain steadfast on that With their word with their deeds. Umar was asked, how do you explain istiqamat? What is the meaning of istiqamat? He said, you remain steadfast on all the injunctions, whatever Allah commanded, and you refrain from all the prohibitions, and you don't start looking for loopholes like the fox. The fox now, left and right, it starts suddenly, it's not straight, and it's looking for any escape, any loophole somewhere, any any shortcut to escape out of something. You don't be like a fox. You be straight, fulfilling the injunctions of Allah Ta'ala and refraining from the prohibition. So now those who said, Rabbun Allah, and then they remain with istiqamat on deen. Istiqamat in their salah, istiqamat in their a'mal, istiqamat in their mu'amalat and their dealings. they dealing in the way that Allah has commanded. There's no incorrect dealings, there's no deception, there's no fraud, there's no causing harm to others. There's no usurping other people's wealth. So, istiqamat in their mu'amalat, istiqamat in their mu'asharat, their social life. 
how they live with others, how they live with people in their own home, how they live with their parents, what kind of respect they show their parents. Do they humble themselves in front of their parents? How does the wife live with the husband? Is she according the correct respect to the husband? Is the husband living correctly with his wife? Is he treating her the way Allah Ta'ala has commanded in the Quran Sharif? Treat them kindly in the world. The Quran Sharif Allah is interceding on behalf of his servants who he has put in the nikah of somebody. That perhaps you might dislike some things about him, but you may dislike something Allah has put there for you in the same thing. So treat them kindly. Allah's command and Allah's intercession on behalf of his servants. So now, the istiqamat in that mu'asharat and how we deal with people in general and istiqamat in akhlaq. So now all these facets of deen, إِنَّ الَّذِينَ قَالُوا رَبُّنَ اللَّهِ ثُمَّ اسْتَقَامُوا oh, This is a short life. Even if it's 50 years or it's 100 years too. It's a very, very short life compared to the infinite life of Akhirat. What can this count for? It can't count for a one, one grain in a whole the world full of grain. One grain, what is that? Comparison, what fraction does that make now? The whole of Phoenix is filled with grain and one grain a person says, work out the comparison. What's fraction of this? There's no comparison. That too is still something. There is no way that we can, the very limited time in dunya compared to the infinite time, unending time in Akira. Now in the short time of this dunya life, a person remains steadfast. Now the doors of the everlasting pleasure and happiness open up for him. He's still in dunya, his time has come to leave. He's not yet gone. He's still around. But he's already moving out. Allah Ta'ala now sends the welcome party. Subhanallah. What is somebody's red carpet treatment? Sometimes that red carpet itself is napak. What is that red carpet treatment of dunya? This is the welcome party of the angels coming along. Allah ta'khafu wala tahzanu. You have nothing to fear. When a person is going to an unknown place, he's a bit anxious, not sure what's going to come up. You got nothing to fear. Everything is laid out for you. Allah ta'khafu. You have nothing to grieve over what has passed as well. Any mistakes, whatever, you were with istiqamat. The odd situation came here and there, you made toba immediately. Allah Ta'ala has forgiven everything. Allah ta'khafu wa la ta'hzanu wa abshiru bil jannati allati kuntum tu'adun. Now you're still around. He's still in dunya. He's not yet gone completely. But he's already now in the stages of leaving dunya and he's already getting this glad tidings. That you have now the glad, take the glad tidings of the jannat which you have been promised. Sometimes it sounded maybe to somebody that this is just some fairy tale. Well, this is just to now just pacify us to go along. Say, no, no, you restrain yourself from the haram. You made the mujahada against your nafs. You struggled against those evil desires. And you crushed it in the process. You broke your heart sometimes. But you broke it for Allah Ta'ala. And you did not give in to those haram desires. You remained steadfast on the command of Allah Ta'ala. You sacrificed your sleep at the time of Fajr. You sacrificed everything else at the time of the other Salah. And you did not compromise the command of Allah Ta'ala. You were steadfast in fulfilling what Allah wanted from you. So now is the time of your rejoicing. Take the glad tidings of that Jannat. Now you see it with your eyes. Already in the grave, the window of Jannat will be opened out to him. And the cool breeze of Jannat and the bedding of Jannat will be provided for him. And already his grave will become a garden of Jannah for him. 
and it will be of his sight and vision and all these bounties and ni'mats will already start in the cover and then what will still come is beyond that أَبْشِرُوا بِالْجَنَّةِ الَّتِي كُنْتُمْ تُوْعَدُونَ نَحْنُ أَوْلِيَاءُكُمْ فِي الْحَيَاةِ الدُّنْيَا وَفِي الْآخِرَةِ Because of your istiqamad, your consciousness of Allah Ta'ala, we were your support while you lived. We assisted you. The angels will say, we were there to help you. We helped you to guide you out of those situations. Because you were determined to remain with istiqamad. You were determined to avoid committing any wrong. And you were ready to undertake the mujahada. So now we were your guardians and helpers while you were around in dunya. We'll assist you and see you through the stages till you get to Jannah also. And now that when you get to Jannah, whatever you desire, you'll get because you kept on crushing your haram desires in dunya. So when you did that for Allah Ta'ala, now Allah will grant you whatever you desire and whatever you call for. Nuzulam min ghafurid rahim. Allah Ta'ala grant us this jannat. The jannat will come via this istiqamat. Allah knows best what time we have left. Whether we have one year left, one month, one week, one day, one hour or less, Allah knows, we don't know. We have to prepare for it as if the next moment can be the time that we have to leave. Because that can be a reality anytime. Now with the short time that we have, we have to live with istiqamat. One of the most crucial things in this istiqamat is the aspect of dua. Daily, earnestly begging Allah Ta'ala's grace and mercy and begging Allah's help to remain with istiqamat. Person daily in the dead of night or the last thing at night, in one corner of his home, make two rakat nafil, make two rakat nafil daily, and turn to Allah Ta'ala in dua. Ya Allah, I am very weak, I am extremely weak, and I don't even have any courage in me. But Ya Allah, your help will make everything easy for me. So I'm turning to you for your help for istiqamat. Daily, every night, make toba, istighfar, two rakat salat, nafil, with the niyat of salatul haja, salatul toba, and then make this dua. And this is the prescription of very great personalities. He said, do it for a few weeks and see the effect thereafter. The consistency and istiqamah from this also is nevertheless something necessary. So now, dua daily, very crucial for the istiqamah is to keep ourselves in the right environment. Keep ourselves away from places of sin, from such company that takes us towards haram, that encourages us encourages us in the wrong way, takes us in some other direction. A person, Al-Mar'u ala deeni khalilihi, fal-yandur ahadukum may yukhalil. person will follow the way of his friend. What kind of friend he has, he's going to end up doing the same thing. Sooner or later, he's going to do the same thing. If it's good, he'll start doing the good. And if it's the other side, he's going to start doing the wrong thing. The kind of company he keeps, keeps himself in the environment of the masjid as much as he can. For the daily five salah, obviously. Together with that, some time additional in the masjid, in the house of Allah Ta'ala. Fulfilling some ibadah, tilawat of the Qur'an Sharif, etc. Daily some zikr, tasbihat, istighfar as we already discussed. Keeping the company of the pious and righteous and making an effort on our deen, making an effort on our iman. This is an ongoing process. Like we eat every day, we don't stop eating now because we ate for 6 years already, 10 years, some eating 50 years. He says, 50 years I've been eating every day. For one month, let's give it a break now. Nobody ever thinks like that. He says, he ate in the morning, he needs to eat in the afternoon again. He ate in the afternoon, he's waiting for supper in the evening. For our physical nourishment, we want to have three meals a day, plus anything and everything in between also. What about the spiritual nourishment? That spiritual nourishment needs to be nourished all the time as well. So all the time, this is a process. It's that all the amal has to continue. 
we be keeping ourselves in the environments of deen, in the programs of deen, inshallah all this will boost our iman, all this will help to stay on istiqamah, and we seek somebody to guide us in our deen, somebody who we have the compatibility with, somebody who will be able to direct us and help us come out of all those disasters that we find ourselves falling into, help us to how to navigate past the dangers. That is, like we ask advice for anything else in dunya, we don't want to take chances, we don't want to get caught up in some deal that might be a, become a problem for us, or we might become, it might become a loss for us. So we take advice, we go and pay for the advice, we go and seek more professional advice, because now we don't want to get caught up in something that we might now have a problem with. For dunya, we take all these steps, and then we pay for it as well. For deen, we'll get free advice. But that free advice, inshallah, will help us navigate past these major dangers. So we need to now take the steps to now find somebody to guide us. And in all this, we keep up with the amal, we keep up with the efforts of deen. Allah Ta'ala give us tawfiq. Allah Ta'ala grant us this very, very great gift and wealth of istiqamat. This is greater than a thousand karamat. person can fly in the air and he can do anything else supernatural. But if there is no istiqamat in his life, it counts for nothing. This is really it. Allah Ta'ala give us the tawfiq. In this regard, it's all the efforts of deen as well. The efforts, whatever happened in the masjid, the talks of deen that take place, the talim that takes place, whatever other efforts of deen, likewise the ishtima that will take place, inshallah. On the 30th of April, 1st, 2nd of May, from 30th April is the Sunday from Dohar till the Tuesday morning Fajr in Sikau Lake. This is part of the same effort to bring istiqamat in our life. Istiqamat in practicing deen, istiqamat in inviting others towards deen. So now this is part of the same process and same effort. Inshallah we make ourselves available to be present and with the same intention that how this can inspire us to become truly people who live with istiqamat and become the true servants of Allah Ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala give us tawfiq. Fa'akhiru da'wana alhamdulillah.